We're outdoor athletes and adventurers, entrepreneurs and content creators, and we're all just doing our best to bring our big dreams to life while having as much fun as we can in the process. Here, we break down how the biggest names in the game got to where they are, plus offer up advice and strategies on how you can turn your stoke into success. I'm Jonathan Ronzio. This is the Stokecast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stokecast. It's Ronzio. We're doing something a little different for a few episodes here with a mini series called Making Ideas Happen, which really is what gets me most stoked. Doesn't matter if they're my ideas or if I'm helping other people find the confidence to act on theirs, that's what fuels my fire. And over the last three years and 100 plus episodes of this show, I've had a ton of listeners reaching out wanting to pick my brain about marketing, advertising, PR, sponsorships, basically all the things that go into unlocking that first or next step in the adventure of turning your passion into a sustainable business. So I decided to record a few of these calls with our amazing community to shine the spotlight on what they're up to. And also, hopefully, some of the advice I shared with them will help a few more of you make your next idea happen. As always, hit me up on Instagram, at Jonathan Ronzio. Let me know your thoughts on the show, this series, and here we go. So I guess I'll first say thank you. Uh, Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I know that you're a busy man and you have your hands in in many different uh, pots right now. And um, as somebody who is trying to be more productive and more like produce more content. I appreciate the effort that you're putting in, um, to, to hustle. And, um, I recognize that that's a, it's pretty cool what you're able to do with, uh, with that many businesses and podcasts and, and you dude, you're killing it in your music, big fan. So, um, I found the podcast when I was traveling. Um, I, I finished up a four month project and I was like, I need to take some time off before the next project. So I just hit the road for all of November and, um, was just kind of going through podcasts while I was driving around and hiking in different state parks. And I went through just about every one of your episodes on Stokecast and uh, really liked what I heard. And I can't even imagine listening to those hundred episodes in a matter of a month. Uh, yeah, month like week, right? yeah, yeah, like a couple, like three weeks, just like driving around. And like, you know, I, I hiked out, uh, I camped out of a hammock for all of November and uh, it was just like me in the woods by myself and, you know, get a fire going, listen to the Stokecast and make, make some dinner and get up in the morning and hike, listen to you guys on the hike. And it was just a, it was a good month. It was really, really a lot of fun. That's so funny, man. It's That's like a, a wild content, like way to condense the last three years of my life. I, I can't even imagine like where those conversations <laughs> started, where like we were like, you know, and and then getting to to the end and the updates, like a lot happened in that time. Um, Dude, yeah. Cool. The um, so my whole thing as well is one of the reasons I'm kind of coming to you is because of the the brand that I've been able to create um, yeah. was um, kind of started off as a traveling family and kind of thing, and and then um, was putting some stuff out on YouTube. Got picked up by a small um, network here in North Carolina. It's called the Design Network, and they found our YouTube, and they offered us our own show, which is funny because it's like three years of my life kind of pared down into eight episodes, which kind of brings brought us right up to COVID. Um, and then, um, long story short, the the travel and the adventure and the branding was kind of based around the family, and like we're just this traveling unit. We had to build a house and a bus. We had to, the bus broke down. We had to put four engines in it. Uh, we sold our house to travel and spent basically all the money that we made off the house to keep staying on the road to fight, to stay on the road. And, um, 
then we had to renovate an RV because we had to sell the bus because it kept breaking. And uh, so the whole brand was kind of around this like traveling family. And un- unfortunately, uh, things didn't work out. And, and you know, we, we kind of um, mutually decided to, to kind of go our separate ra- ways and um, uh, have nothing but love for her. And she's a great person and I'm super proud of what she's doing. Um, but now I'm kind of left with, okay, so I have a brand a traveling brand it was based around this family kind of dynamic and we had this tv show but that ended when covid uh started because of you know travel restrictions we actually were in the wedding industry uh the i was doing films she was doing photography and all the weddings dried up and we lost tons of money and we had to sell the rv um so now i have a brand around travel a traveling family and I no longer have the family and I no longer have traveling because we had to sell the RV. Um, so I, uh, I've been able to connect, uh, make a great um, relationship with the design network where our show was on and they saw kind of a gap in my schedule and kind of stepped in and said, Hey, um, we love what you do. We'd love for you to produce some TV shows for us. So I'm currently working on my fourth TV show with them. Um, super fun project. And I just was approached by the founder on uh, the first of the year about a borderless two. Cause apparently I think we were like number two uh, or at least in the top three of the shows for, for last year. And so um, we're looking at doing a, a season two of the show, which is again, slightly different because of how it was and kind of where we landed. And, and uh, we got some um, really exciting. Um, I'm really excited about the project and kind of the direction that we're going to go with it. But like I said, branding, marketing, not my thing. I kind of need some help with how do I, how do I pivot from here? You know, how do I had this thing, it's changed completely. I'm still kind of going in the same direction, but not really sure what to do with it and where to invest my time and my energy and my effort. So let's start by just, I just want to applaud you for how far you have come already yeah. to like land, you know, to, to do all the things that you've done, have that experience, go through the, the van to the RV to like getting the show, like all of that, just amazing. So good, good for you so far. Love that that even turned into a relationship where now like you're, you're getting paid to produce shows on that network. Right. So that's, that's where you're making your money currently. Right. Correct. Yeah. They're, they're my biggest client uh, that I've ever had. And the cool thing is they're a small network that they're doing. They got a, they got some really good relationships. So they're on the Samsung TV. They're on Roku. They just signed with Sling and then another streaming platform in Europe. And they're just a small group of, of people. I think their team is like six maybe. And um, I've just been able to build like a really solid relationship with them. Um, great working relationship. Love those people. And they, um, like to be honest, making TV shows is probably a step above like where my career should be right now. Um, but I, but they give me, you know, trust and they they believe in me, and um, it's a it's a huge um, honor to be able to to work with them and to produce this level of of storytelling. What are you most passionate about? Do you want to be the star or do you want to be the director? Um, I I've never been one to 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 say hey look at me point the camera over here um but i got a lot of feedback that i didn't do half bad on 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 the show and um so i'm intrigued with the potential um but my passion is telling good stories um i really i think storytelling is is where where i thrive i think um just being able to 
I don't know, just the, give me a camera, give me a subject and let me tell the story. And if I'm in it or not, you know, that's totally fine with me. It doesn't, I don't, I don't need the stop to the limelight, you know? Yeah. So one thing I, I want to ask about what you said in the uh, Instagram message was, um, you know, congrats on the amicable, uh, amicable split. That's not always the case. Right. But you yeah. did say that um, she took the company, you took the brand, right? Yeah. What does that mean? What was the company? So the company was basically a photography and video company that we kind of kept us on the road. Um, so we did mostly wedding and family um, photos, essentially, when we started out. And then I took over the video portion because that was my, that's what I studied in school. Um, and I, she was actually a science major, but she's always had this really cool creative eye. So I taught her the basics of cameraman and she took off with it. She's actually working with some really um, huge names and uh, like as an apprentice right now under some really big name photographers um, where she's living really proud of her. Um, but she is taking the company in the aspect of this is, she's going to rebrand it for her own photography and I got the the travel brand because my that's kind of where my passions lie. I I, I get inspired when I'm new places. I you know that really um, drives me a lot, fills my soul. Like that's why I went out in November to to hike hike around you know Tennessee and South Carolina and and just kind of um, reconnect with nature is just kind of how I get my you know fill my soul and you know yeah. get creative. So um, travel brand was kind of like that was kind of my work that I put in because I was making the shows for borderless and um, yeah, like she's, she's, so that's where I, how I got it. Cool. So borderless itself wasn't a company, like it wasn't monetized in that capacity. Right. So you have basically the show brand travel that is becoming borderless is yours. Right. That's yeah. That's that's 100% correct. Where are you right now? I'm in uh, Curry beach, North Carolina. It's like uh, right when Wilmington. So my parents have a, a beach house down here and I'm um, just kind of actually had to come. I'm still filming parts of the show that I'm producing currently. And there, so my whole family moved to Wilmington after I moved to Wilmington about eight years ago. And then the company here in North Carolina, the design network, the guy who owns it, he has a, uh, he's got a beach house down here as well. And then we discovered um, this company, a local company here that had this really fantastic and unique story and we decided to give them their own show. Um, they were actually helping us out with a production on the first show that I was working with the Design Network producing myself. And we discovered their story. And we're like, you guys need to have your own show. And uh, and that so that came, I came back to Wilmington to film uh, with them um, basically all of December. And I'm still kind of doing some, some pickup shots here and there to kind of help plug in some holes where I need to. Got it. All right. Well, there's a lot of places we could go here. Um, yeah. I am, I'm curious when you say that you're not good at branding and marketing and and you have like a little bit of a mental block there. um, Is that in relation to how to think about what is the story of, of borderless without your wife and how do you position this as like your thing now without the RV with like how much it's changed? Is it, is it that you're, you're held up on like, what does that mean for the future of this story? Or is it that like, you don't know how to drive a wider audience base and viewership for this or figure out what legs outside of this show that this has for monetization? Like what, what, what do you, what's the biggest thing that you're focused on that you can't figure out? Well, I guess really haven't gone public with our separation. 
recognize that. It's been Adam, over six months you, now. Um, Adam, you, you just dropped out a sec. Can you start over there? Yeah, sure. I don't know why so we're having- I guess the biggest thing right now the can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? I, I can now. Yeah, we're just having some connection issues, it seems. I know. I'm sorry. I think I, my Wi-Fi is slow here. Um, but what I was saying was I think the most immediate thing is just to try and figure out this transition because we haven't really gone public with our uh, separation. And during the whole COVID thing, like our brand kind of took a pause because we were based, you know, like on a traveling family and we were just stuck in one location. Um, and so we kind of, the show was done. We took a pause, tried to, you know, um, we did the lockdown thing like everybody else. And we just kind of went dark on all social media platforms. And I wasn't producing any more YouTube videos at the time because all of the YouTube videos up to that point got turned into the TV show. So, um, I don't really know, um, how to pivot like, okay, going like having this basically announced that we had separated, that we had to sell the RV and I'm not traveling full time, but I have a brand that revolves around traveling. And so it basically the whole thing is everything that it's was, you know, a traveling family is like, I'm not traveling and we don't have the family anymore, but uh, the plan is to get back on the road. The design network just signed on for another season of the show, which means I'm going to have to get another vehicle, renovate it and then hit the road again, which I'm really excited about. Can't, I mean, can't express how excited I am. Um, but I don't know how to, like what the best way to transition that to kind of like announce that. And then, you know, in the meantime, like while I'm not traveling, how do I keep people interested, interested, you know, is it, do I dive into behind the scenes of me shooting TV shows? Do I dive into the research on trying to find another vehicle? Um, like, I don't really know where, like as far as the brand goes, what people want to want to know about my life at this point, you know, like I, it was, does that make sense? Like, I'm just trying to, yeah. Like, I don't really know what is interesting to people at this point. Um, so the good news is it, everybody paused this year, right? Like yeah. every, everything changed. The other really pe- like good piece of news in your case, in my mind is borderless literally means without definition, right? Like your brand image, your travel brand in and of itself is entirely about not being held into one spot or one story or one anything, right? So like the the nature of how you can lean into that iteration of your life and, and how it's evolving is the brand itself, right? And, and if I were to make a hunch on like why people are watching your show, it's because it's aspirational, right? Be- because like people want to be able to get out and, and have that kind of freedom. And I feel like starting season two with exactly that of like, you know, got to find another, another thing like, Hey, 2020 was tough for a lot of, a lot of people. Like we, you know, we, we split and, and then you have like some behind the scenes content of like, you know, you, you talking about that and then, uh, and just the raw authenticity of it. And then you have, you have some pieces about like now, you know, now I have to, uh, find a new, 
new van, like, and, and teach people like, this is how you would go about it. Right. Like based on, you know, if, if your budget is this, you might just get like a rooftop camper. You might like just right. build like a little bed in the back of your truck or, yeah. or like you might get a whole van that you can retrofit or you might get an RV, like talk about the scale of how to even approach that situation okay. as you're in it. Right. I, I feel like this is a huge opportunity for you to teach your audience how to do what you've done. This is like, it's a reset point. Okay. You, you captivated people who were interested in the fact that you and your wife were making a living traveling, um, you know, and you guys were just out there sharing your story, experiencing new places, having fun, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that people are tuning in because they're like, that looks awesome. And like, they're dreaming about what would it be like if I could do that? And how can I do that, right? And this reset point allows you to answer that question for people this is how you do it. Okay. Hey, I'm back in, you know, last year rocked me too in a lot of different ways. And I'm back in your shoes having to figure out how to once again, go borderless. And okay. right. And, and here's, here's what that means for me in, in my story. And hopefully, you know, it helps you with yours. Right. Okay. And so I feel like that kind of content to even start things off will only catapult this brand further by making you more, approachable, more human, more like everybody else, they can see themselves in that shoe of, of either a relationship went sour or a business partnership went, went out the window or they lost a job or they're in financial difficulties. You know, you kind of embody a little bit of, of those things in yeah. each capacity and have a, a great attitude about it all and a, and a positive mindset on how to, how to now like reset and and reapproach the dream and and then like you potentially in the first episode it's about like that that thing and then after that second episode is about your like you know new new build out and then the next thing is about like <clears throat> i don't know maybe, maybe it's also less about like telling your story and yeah. and you you go and you, you like find other people to who had that kind of same situation this past year where they like they had been full-time travelers and then they've been like on a standstill and how are people coping you know how are adventurers and travelers coping with borders yeah like never before right how are you finding like because literally you can't even go to canada you can't go to so many places in the world right so it's like now more than ever there's more borders for us than ever so so the story you can tell is like how do you how do you still find a borderless adventure with more borders than ever? Right. So here's a, here's a solid question for you. The show pitch essentially for season two is I go in the first episode, you're absolutely right. Trying to find a vehicle, explain the process of the options. And just like, if people were to ask, you know, like it took me a year to build a tiny house and a bus. It took me a month to renovate an RV. Right. Uh, what does a van build look like? You know, what is, what are some other travel options, whether it is just like a camper in the back of your truck, you know Um, I think we walk through it, but the whole pitch for the season two is I go out and find, cause there's a home and design network, right? So they want that DIY aspect. They want interior spaces that are beautiful. So I have made um, a small community through our social network of just like amazing people who have amazing builds and all different kinds of, we got RVs, buses, vans, all these people who have spectacular builds. The idea would be, I would go and highlight their builds. They would take me to like their favorite off-grid 
camping spot and I would interview them about the build process and why they decided to live a nomadic lifestyle. Right. So what is it about all of us, even though we're, you know, we come from like solo travelers to full families, like, but what is it about the road and, and living nomadically that is the, is the, the appeal, the draw. And when we get pe- I get people saying, they message me all the time, like, Oh, you're living the dream. Well, like there are other people that are doing it um, probably better than I am. And I'd like to go interview them and figure out why they, why they are doing it, how they're doing it. They take up, take me to their favorite, you know, off grid camping site. And I get my nature fill and those shots and just do some interviews and highlight their build. Um, so it's more about building community this go around. And then, so that's the season two pitch. And I'm trying to figure out what do I do in the meantime? Cause it's probably going to be either so, so into summer, um, before I can even get out after, you know, wrapping up all these projects. Um, so what, where should I invest my energy and my time until that point? And like, what, what do I hook people in now that I'm not traveling? Um, and keep them engaged, you know? Do you already have the show plan? Like, do you know exactly who you would reach out to and which stories to highlight? Like, not, not yet. We actually just finalized last Friday um, that we're, we're pulling the trigger and we're going to make it happen. Um, Cause I'm in the middle of uh, editing this, this next show. And that's going to take me probably like another two months. So we're trying to figure out um, when, what projects the design network needs me on for this year. And then where, where does borderless fit in between those to produce that show? Um, and like, how long will it take to get on the road? Do we need to find a sponsor for, for, you know, like Winnebago um, highlighted our, our renovation uh, last year. Models for RVs. We built a relationship with Winnebago uh, around the show. They're very excited. So we're looking at, you know, seeing if they want to come on as a sponsor. Um, but until then, you know, like in the meantime, you know, I'm, you know, at least three months away from at the earliest, you know, getting back on the road. So how do I tell that story? How do I keep people engaged? How do I keep people excited? Like, Hey, we got some stuff upcoming. Um, but you know, like I have, have this brand and I don't really know what to do with it. I don't know what it stands on. Share what's happening, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's like, just be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. I I feel like you're, you're afraid of sharing. It sounds to me like you're a little bit afraid of sharing the fact that you're not on the road. Yeah. Because you've built a brand about being on the road, but I think that's, that's okay. Like as long as you're, you're like, if you shared, you know, one little mini webisode, like to Instagram and YouTube uh, every single week from Mm -hmm. now until the launch of the show, I bet you have, you know, exponentially more viewers ready to watch season two because they're invested in your journey to get there, to hit the road again. If you start talking now, like, Hey, I, for the last few years have like lived, lived this life of pursuing, you know, pursuing being borderless, right? Like I, I didn't want to be stuck here. I wanted to be on the road, experiencing new, new places. Like, you know, my, my wife and I did this, this, and this, and this, this year, these things happened. And here I am. Like I, I had to, I had to get a, a, a job to make ends meet and am producing, you know, producing some shows. I'm, um, you know, just like tell your story and, and what's happening as you lead up to that. You're like, all right, so this week, um, this week I, I got to reach out to three different 
three different van lifers or three different schoolie build outs to, to like plan when I'm going to meet them and, and be able to share their story. And this is like behind the scenes of the pre-pro leading up to borderless Two. like just figure out like what, what are, if you look at, here's the launch of the season two. Yeah. What are the things you have to do to get there? Okay. And then you vlog that pre-production process and what's going on in your life as you're, you're like, this is actually really interesting, right? Because you are, you are legitimately going through the process of becoming borderless. You're not just like, you're not tuning in like, Hey, I don't, I don't have any walls around me except for this moving thing. Right. You're right. going through the process of becoming borderless. And that's fucking interesting for people. Because okay. They, that's what they are probably in. You have more people that are doing what you're doing right now and feeling that same like aspirational dream and pull, but don't know how to get there. Right. That's interesting. That's going to be really helpful and interesting for your audience who care about like what you've done so far and boom, now you're back in their shoes, having to do it again, having to get back to a place of living on the road. And I think it's also important as you think about who to reach out to, to highlight their builds, find some people who are living kind of this, this hybrid on the road life, right. Where they, they, maybe they did it for two years and then they kind of got burnt out by the road. And now they've got their, like their, their fucking awesome sprinter van just parked in the driveway. And they're like, yeah, it's, it kills me that it's just sitting there. And I take it out for the weekend from time to time. Why don't you come, come with me and check it out. And here's, here's all the things that we did when we built it out. Here's where we took it. But, uh, but you know, this is what happened in life. Like tell those stories too. Dude, you're not lying, dude. The, living on the road is much harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was a challenge just about at every turn. Um, like at the end of the day, like now, I'm like, okay, you know, it's after dinner. I can relax. I can, you know, turn on the TV and, you know, eat a brownie or whatever. But <laughs> when you're all, when you're living on the road, at the end of the day, you're like, all right, well, we're going to park for the night. Do we have enough water to do the dishes? You know, how much food do we have? Uh, it's, it's always your problem solving constantly and getting kicked out of parking lots at like 2 AM, you know, like it's, it's ridiculous. It's uh it's definitely a hard lifestyle that drains a lot of people. And I think that's, um, I, that is an important aspect of, of living on the road. I, I think this is exciting too, because it gives you an opportunity to extend how you think about your brand and your relationship with it as a way that's not just like, Hey, what, what is Adam known for? Oh, he, he lives on the road, right? Like he's, he's this guy that's current, that's just like traveling everywhere. And yeah. it gives you an opportunity to, to, to be known as like, Oh no, a- Adam, Adam's a really like great, you know, director and producer and, uh, and just like, you know, a, a creative entrepreneur mm-hmm. and, uh, he has this project where, you know, he, he sometimes hits the road full time yeah. and like has this ebb and flow in his life. And he teaches us how to do that too. You're not just, you're not just somebody out there, an, another van lifer, right? It gives you a chance to humanize yourself in the eyes of your audience and, and help them get to where you are by, by restarting your journey. Yeah, it definitely is a restart. That's for sure. And I guess that's more, you know, when you say it out loud, it seems so simple just to be authentic and bring people into that journey. It's just the, you know, the, the part of me that wants to be, you know, super professional and make things great. Um, is like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not super prepared to like relaunch YouTube right now, or I'm not super, you know, I don't have a, you know, I'm not on the road or, 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 you know, all these things where I'm like, I don't know if, you know, the people of borderless would even find any of the things that I'm doing interesting. 
but I suppose that, uh, you know, that I should just fill everybody in on what I'm doing. And if they like it, they'll stick, stick around. It's always simpler than it's, than it like you want it to be. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but I, I'm, I'm speaking to this from a place of having like experienced it where mm-hmm. for, for years I was pursuing the explore inspired, you know, brand yeah. like it's adventure media agency and trying to build this thing and trying to figure out how to scale it beyond me. And like, that was, that was what I identified as for like anybody that knew me between 2012 and 2017, you know, or, or, longer. I don't know. They, they would be like, Oh, Jonathan's this adventurer. He's always out there like traveling somewhere, like climbing mountains or whatever. And, and I had a identity crisis when like I, I pivoted for the opportunity to launch this, this software company with my brother and was just like, Hey, you know what? Through all the adventure stuff, like, of course I'm passionate about all that, but like at the heart of it all is just like a, an understanding of storytelling and marketing and advertising and, and like how to, you know, yeah. how to grow a brand. Yeah. And, and so when I applied that to Trainual, I, I went through a similar thing of like, man, what are, what are people going to like, think of me? They're not they're, They like think I'm this like travel guy, but now I'm doing like a SaaS marketer. And, and like, I, I battled with how to like perfectly define my, my personal brand and everything too. And I, I won't say that that battle is even over, right. but um, we, I, I will say that we make it out to be a bigger thing in our heads than it really is. Yeah. And the people that follow, you, you know, the people that follow you will, most of them will be along for the ride, right? Because they, they saw something in you that they liked and they're going to root for you. Mm-hmm. And, and at the, at the core of, of your borderless story is your passion and perspective mm-hmm. And I would just share it as, as authentically as you can. Right. And, and for you, it's like, it's not even like you're doing something entirely different, right. You're, you're leading up to launching the, the season two of the same project. Right. Right. Just, and, and just figuring out like how to do it, how to do it again. Right. And, and that's, that's really interesting. So I, I think like try to escape the perfectionist mentality as best you can um, I know it is tough, but yeah, I mean, what, what are your like go-to channels for where you would share content? Do you, you know, is it, is it like a is it Instagram so, and YouTube? Yeah, those are the main two right now. Um, was well, the only two, honestly. Uh, and I haven't done anything with YouTube when, when we started doing YouTube, it, I wasn't playing to the algorithm. Uh, I was, I was just kind of doing it for my own purposes. Like I would, I think one of the episodes was called like like I would do an episode like per month essentially while we were out there. And I think one of them was like, don't kill my vibe. Like nobody's going to search for no, don't kill my vibe. You know, you're not going to find my videos on YouTube unless you like no borderless. Um, and at the time I didn't really care. I was like, this is just for me. It's whatever. And it, thankfully, you know, I put in the hard work, I did a good job and it got in front of the right people and it led to this awesome. But um, like the, I guess one of the battles, and this is just me being real with you is like, okay, this was a hobby, you know, video and stuff that is a passion that I went to school with. Then it turned into a job. When it turns into a job, sometimes you don't want to do your job on your free time. And um, so YouTube kind of took a back seat for the past year um, while I was, after I was done making the show and then COVID happened, I was like, well, 
we're not traveling, we're not doing anything interesting. I'll just kind of wait until we figure out where we're going to land. Did in a strange for me. So um, now I'm starting over, and I guess that if, as long as I don't over overproduce and just try to make it simple, I think YouTube might be the route. You know, just kind of bring people in and then share that on Instagram because most of our Instagram is just like you know, it's travel photos and travel photography of places that I've gone. Um, and then I don't really do much with the stories. Uh, so I think I should try. I, I definitely, so right now our Instagram is on pause and our YouTube is on pause. And I guess I just need to suck it up and start making things, even though it's not perfect, but I guess that makes it more authentic. I don't know. Break the grid. Don't, don't be afraid to, to not share a beautiful travel photo. Okay. It's, it's just like you, you did on YouTube. You said you didn't design it for the algorithm, right? You just did it because it was what you were passionate about and eventually yeah. people saw it and it led to the show, right? Like I, I despise SEO because you end up writing content for Google. Same right. thing, you know, YouTube SEO, you end up creating stuff for the algorithm, not for the audience, which might get you short-term gains. I don't, I don't know. I know there's like pros and cons to it, of course, for discoverability, but like you're not going to be passionate about consistent creation if you feel like you're doing it for the wrong reasons, right? Um, so I, I would try to have that same perspective with, with Instagram. You might even want to try TikTok. Um, you know, the, the discoverability there is, is insane. Okay. And if you just like... How many days until like when, when are you launching uh, season two? Oh, it, it'll, we don't have a definite date yet, but it'll be a few months. Okay. So at the very least a few months, cause right now the show that I'm producing now, I have to edit um, by the end of February. And then the deal that I've made with them is a pretty sweet deal. It's like, I'll do a, a two to three month project, but then I get, time off before I start another project so that I can refuel the creative juices before I come back and, you know, pour everything I have into another project. Yeah. So, um, so it'll be, you know, April before, before I even figure out what my next project is. And then, so they're trying to figure out where I fit, what shows they want me, you know, like they have to figure out what shows kind of fit my style um, best and then give me those projects uh, and then try and figure out where borderless sits in between those projects for me to go out and travel for a couple months and, and, and build these stories and connect with these people. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So TikTok is close to rolling out a feature that is going to basically allow them to toggle like a learn side of the platform. Okay. A lot of people go there for entertainment. Other people go there for education and they're going to roll out something that like allows people to get to a set, like a, you know, toggle on a feed. That's just basically how to educational kind of content. Okay. Um, I feel like you probably have the amount of like from all of the, the builds that you've done with the van, with the RV, right. You probably have all that documented. I'm sure. Mostly. Yeah. So um, the other thing they're going to be doing is um, extending video length from 60 seconds to three minutes soon. Okay. And, and those videos, when that happens, are going to be factored into Google search. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, Instagram is currently, or Google is currently testing on mobile um, using Pinterest and uh, Instagram and TikTok videos to surface in search. 
So that same discoverability that YouTube has always had in the search engine is now going to be extended on mobile to those platforms. So potentially an interesting like two-part strategy for you as you lead up to the, the launch and production of the new show or the new season is looking back at like all your build out content that you already have from the couple types of builds you've done mm-hmm. and creating little like short episodic things like a six part thing for this van, a six part thing for this RV, a six part thing for this bus or whatever, you know, the couple that you've done yeah. and, and posting that to Instagram reels and TikTok. Okay. Um, and, and so, so that you have that like how to DIY kind of episodic stuff, which fits into the borderless brand. And then at the same time, each week, try and, and, and I know that the, the pro- producer and filmmaker in you is going to like potentially hate this, but it might make it more interesting for you and, you know, make it not feel like the same kind of work that you're doing on, on the shows, but like allow yourself to only use an iPhone or, uh, right. And just, and, and think about your vlogs that way. Yeah. Right. So, so it's like a new challenge is like, how can I get creative with my shots and, um, and yet at the same time, keep it a little simpler and do, do like a weekly vlog via just my iPhone editing on like the splice app or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and post that to YouTube and, uh, and Instagram as like a, a lead up, you know, and it's like pre-production borderless too. Right. right. Yeah. And each week it's like you start the week on a Monday and, and you're like, Hey, what's up? It's Adam. Um, this week, the, the you know I, I'm trying to reach out to blah blah blah. Like you just say the objective of the week, right? And then kind of document some things along the way, and then you just quickly cut it together, and then you post it. So you're creating this like serialized content leading up to the show that shows the behind the scenes making of the show that gives people the understanding of like where you are in your reset and in your you know new goal of of becoming borderless again. Right. Like that's like the, that's the theme of the show, right. It's like borderless again. And, um, and I feel like that, that would be great because one, it would break you out of like your perfectionism and and push you into creating content in a different way. That's more, more raw, authentic behind the scenes gets you doing stuff that feels different from your, um, daily job, right. Of actually like producing content. And, um, and then you're also going to capitalize on the, like, search and discoverability side of people right. that are looking for ways to become borderless and to do these DIY build outs. And you're showing them on, on Instagram and TikTok like how to do it. Yeah, man. When you say it, it sounds so simple. <laughs> Perfect. You, you feel like that's, is that in line with what you were hoping to, to like land on or, or like, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, I guess, like you said, like, it's, it's in our nature to, to overthink things. And um, like, part of me was like, I don't, I don't have the time right now to do anything. Like, like I said, like, what I like to do is like, deep storytelling and, um, and to shoot for the story. And it's hard for me to just, you know, take my phone and what's up guys, I'm just editing today, you know, but I think that might be important, especially since it is a reset and I'm more like people now who, who want to get on the road, who say, you know, you guys are living the dream. Like at the time we were like, yeah, it took a lot of hard work to get there, but we were there. Um, so now that I've reset in trying to get back there, I think is, is a great way to tell that story. Um, and, uh, I just need to be a little bit more, 
okay with like not producing like high end stuff. Like I got a GoPro for Christmas. Like I'm, I'm planning on, uh, on like using that as like a vlog type style camera that I don't have to, you know, get out all the fancy gear and yeah. Yeah. Um, worry too much about production value at that point. You know, it kind of forces me to like downgrade into like, kind of like the iPhone thing that you were talking about. Like it just kind of forces me to do something different. There's, there's something really liberating about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, in to what you said about like wanting to shoot for the story, right? Like just because you're you're putting out more like behind the scenes content or or like daily weekly vlog kind of stuff, doesn't mean it's not a story. Like I would encourage before you even start this, um, storyboard what this time frame looks like, right? Like get a whiteboard or a notebook or whatever, and just think like today through ninety days out, right? Three months out, if that's when you know, maybe things kick off, right? It's like, what is that? What is that three month story? And you're just thinking about this on a longer time frame, and you're, and you're thinking like, what's the story I'm going to bring to the audience? Okay. It's the, it's the story of like what happened in, in my life, where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm working towards, mm-hmm. what, you know, the problems that I'm facing, the challenges that I'm trying to solve for the, um, how I'm thinking about like budgeting, how I'm thinking about my timeline on getting ready for this, right. um, how I'm planning for, for interview guests, like what are the specific examples along the way? And I think if you, if you do just actually sketch out a storyboard and, and kind of like chapterize this journey, you'll have a different perspective on this stuff. And then you will be shooting for the story every single week rather than just like hitting record without intention, you know? Right. So let me ask you this. The, um, in the now, because I probably, I don't have time to, to even start a van build until after the show is done. Like this is going to take all of my time. Basically, um, this show and climbing are going to be my life. Like climbing is my, I found climbing through like after, uh, we separated out like benchmarks that I can feel like I'm improving on something. Right. Um, so I've basically fallen in love with climbing and I've kind of centered my work schedule around that because I need, I can't just sit behind a computer. Like I'm, I'm a active person. Like it takes a lot of energy for me to sit and just like edit. Um, so I need frequent breaks for the next, like at least two months. Um, my life won't even be about getting back on the road. It'll be about finishing the project so that will liberate me to hopefully get a vehicle to either rebuild. And we're also talking about finding a sponsor, um, you know, to, to lend us a vehicle uh, for the show, just because the first one took me so long. Uh, I, I enjoy building. I enjoy the DIY stuff, but I understand where they're coming from, from the network. Like we don't have time for you to build like a whole travel rig. Um, but I guess in the meantime, until, I don't even know when the launch will be until we figure out what the launch will be. The next couple months are just me editing and me kind of living my daily life of training and editing. And I don't know how interesting that part of what I'm doing will be relatable to people. Editing, not your show, the, the other show you're hired on, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think the outdoor adventure community is, is interested in climbing anyway. Right. I, I don't think that that's going to be your hero story, 
But I think if like, as you're out there climbing, if you occasionally just like, you know, hop on the camera and talk about like, I just was, just was on this wall. I was thinking about this, like this, you know, this crux kind of really, really got me thinking about a certain problem. Like if you share just what's going on, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's all in in the same vein. Right. Um, But can I hold that um, for consistently for, because basically when I go into like editing mode and like I have deadlines, it's a pretty, like I'm pretty disciplined about getting into a rhythm of like, you know, waking up, train, edit, train, eat, sleep. You know, it's really not that interesting, but it works for me to be able to produce and kind of keep that creativity flowing. Um, And so I don't anticipate um, a ton of time to, you know, do like weekend trips. Um, Or is that something that I should budget my time so that I can do, you know, weekend trips, um, like, you know, to the mountains or, you know, go explore a swamp or whatever. Um, is that something that, you know, so what, well, when, when do you plan to allocate time to the pre-production tasks that are necessary to like get ready for the show? Right now that's still kind of up in the air. Cause got to figure out when they want me to go out and produce the show. Right. So, um, it, I don't know if it's going to be the very next project or if it's going to be later down the line this year. We're still trying to figure out all those details. Like I said, my style does kind of lends itself to very specific projects. Like, um, and I don't know where and when those projects are going to line out through this year for the design network. I'm working on that right now. I'm trying to figure out, you know, which, you know, are you going to send me to Utah to do, um, you know, tiny house tours, or are you going to, um, are we going to do like another, like we did this really cool series, uh, like following artists in their journey to um, deliver a commissioned piece of artwork to clients. And we got to tell those stories and following the artist's journey of like how they became an artist and then the process of making the specific piece of art for their client. Um, and I don't know if they're going to do like a, a season three of that where they're going to send me, you know, to Colorado or, or whatever. So it really kind of depends on what projects they have coming up and then where Borderless fits in between those projects. Got it. I think that you'll be able to fill in the gaps with a lot more certainty when you actually like map out the plan of, mm-hmm. of like, these are the things that I need to do between now and and, and borderless too. Right. Like e- even, even going for a sponsor, right. Like that's, that's something that's interesting to document is like, Hey, you know, network said we don't have time to do a build out this, this time. So I'm sharing some uh, build out tips from my, my last couple builds on my Instagram and TikTok, and uh, you know check check it out there if you're looking for builds. But for now, I'm documenting, um, you know how to get how to get a sponsor for your borderless yeah. life, right? Like how to get how to get somebody to hand you a van that's ready ready built. And keys, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man that that was like one of the most popular posts I ever wrote on on my site. And after I did the Between the Peaks film, was just like how to get sponsors for your your adventure dream. Okay, and like putting together like that, that sponsor pitch and like the media package and like what, what are their deliverables and what does it mean to, to build like a a marketing partnership with a brand and what do they expect when they give you a a $50,000 built out, like, you know, van, like what, what are they measuring that against and benchmarking as far as like media reach and exposure and, and whatever else, like 
that kind of stuff is also mm-hmm. interesting and gives people a, a different way of like, Oh, you don't have 80 grand to build out a sprinter. Like here's, here's a different path. If you've got the right story and the right tactics and the right dream and, you know, a little bit of luck, but, um, but so I, I would spend time just like mapping out what is everything that needs to happen between now and, and a successful launch of the production of, of borderless two. And, uh-huh. And once you have that, then it's like, cool, within the time frame of what's going on in the rest of my life, like, I know I don't want to give up time climbing. I know I have to do this. What does that leave that's left? Is it like, you know, four hours every Saturday that I just dig into some old behind, you know, content and start sharing some behind the scenes stuff? Do I like, do I look at the next month and say like, okay, I'm going to spend Sunday night, the next, the next like six Sunday nights and edit DIY build content, vertical video specifically for Instagram reels. And then, you know, in a month and a half, I'm sharing all of that stuff Yeah. and starting my, like, th- then my Sunday nights are clear to, to now start editing my weekly vlog about like things I got done for borderless that I started to do along the way leading up to the production. I think once you have those objectives mapped out of what needs to get done, you'll be able to figure out and pri- reprioritize whatever time you need to share something along the way. But that that's like... I don't to to like circle all the way back to your initial ask. I don't think you have a branding problem. I I think that, um, I think you're your own blocker here. Uh, that's probably a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess one other interesting thing that I can think that would be a value for my channel is that um, I was one of the finalists for the National Geographic Wild yeah. to Inspire contest, and I'm planning on resubmitting another film this year um so and kind of talking about you know feeling people in like hey this got canceled because of covid but it was like this awesome thing uh and i'm going to one of my goals for this year is to redo uh a film and try and see how far i can make it so is do you think that that might be something that i could bring people in kind of behind the scenes on or like start talking about or should i just kind of keep that under wraps why not, man? Like, I think that this is an opportunity to like, do, do you want to attach yourself to the borderless brand or do you want that to be something that lives outside of you? Great question. I don't know. Um, I think it would be, I think it would be a, a cool thing for, I don't know. I, I, I think well, let me ask you, what do you think? <laughs> like, what do you, what, what, as an outside observer, you know, what is the appeal of borderless and should I attach myself to that? Because I mean, I'm coming to you because I have no clue what I'm doing. You're obviously way uh, farther down the road and you have a, a, a brain for marketing and branding. Um, so I, I'll take your advice on that. Like, what do you think I should do with this brand? I think you're the host of it. I don't think you are it. Right. right. And I think when you, when you start to internalize that, you will be okay sharing the other aspects of your life. Yeah. When you're like, what's up? I'm Adam Clayton, host of Borderless, um, you know, adventure filmmaker and whatever else, you know, right? Like, I don't know what, what every pillar underneath the umbrella of, of Adam is, but I think that we are fortunate in that we're a world of and lately and Mm -hmm. and multi-talented creatives 
pursuing multiple avenues at the same time without expectation of extreme focus. Like that, that's what the internet has allowed us. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, you even said that about like me right at the start of this and how many different pots I have my hands in. And, um, and I think that that's, the, the more you can internalize that you don't have to define yourself as like, I, I am this borderless brand and people expect this of me to be like out there, you know, living in some, some van on the road, you know, if they, if, if you break yourself away from that and it's just like, that's just one part of, of who I am. I am the host of this show. I go out there and I, I, like, I live life on the road. I tell stories of others living life on the road and I help people, learn how to live their, their own borderless life. Um, and along the way, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making fil- films and trying to inspire people with inspiring stories of amazing landscapes and cultures and stories, you know, whatever. Like, to me, I, yeah. think, to me, I think that you're, you're the host of this and the face of it, because now it is just yours. You're not sharing it, right? So you, you're the host and, and the face, but it doesn't define what else you can do. And the, the, the audience that comes along for the ride is going to cheer you on in your, in your different avenues too. Right. Like no, nobody was, nobody was mad at Anthony Bourdain. Can, can you hear me? Sorry, dude, bad internet. No, it's, it's all, um, I was just going to say, no, nobody was mad at Anthony Bourdain for like launching a travel show right? He was a chef. He, he grew up in the kitchen and like gained fame off of that kitchen confidential book. And, and then he went and just like started a show where he just helped people like learn about the world and cultures through conversation over food. And sometimes the shows weren't even about food, but, but just like travel and, and, you know, so same thing with like, uh, I don't know, like if you follow Gary V, right? Like he always talks about how he was, he was the wine guy. And yeah. like, it was like launching sneaker lines and building brands and media and marketing. Right. So I think, I think this is just one aspect of who you are and it's a vehicle that you can drive on your way to greater success. Um, cool. but, I, but I wouldn't let the borderless brand keep you from sharing things that are honestly related, like climbing and a Nat Geo film fest are like in the same wheelhouse as people that that want to go live on the road so sure. i don't I, I don't feel like that's unrelated content you know okay <sighs> okay perfect <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's a, a your immediate next action steps i want to okay. make well, obviously- something Okay, so action steps for me, uh, big takeaways are identifying when Borderless Season 2 will be and then outlining um, a pre-production launch um, and kind of getting together content uh, up to that point and kind of, I guess, you know, dropping the guard and just kind of giving people an insight on, you know, where I landed. Let me know after you... uh after you map out that plan and you've got your, your like hit list of, of potential episodes or chapters or whatever it might be. I'm, I, I, uh, I'm curious. Yeah. But, okay. um, but no, man, I, I think you've got an exciting road ahead and, and all the opportunity in the world. And I wouldn't be held up on the fact that, you know, this brand has changed 
everything changed this past year, right? Sure. Sure. Own it, own the change, lean into the change and, and like let people understand, you know, Hey, you know, not everything is, is perfect no matter where you're at. Yeah. And, and like I got to here and then all this crumbled apart and now I'm here and this is where I want to go. And I'm taking you along for the ride. Okay. That makes a ton of sense when you say it out loud. And I was just spinning around in circles trying to figure out, well, like my life's not interesting now. Well, I don't have anything to say, but I suppose that um, when you frame it that way, uh, it is very relatable. It is. Okay. Psyched for you. Well, dude, I uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate your wisdom. And uh, I am a big fan of the podcast and I will continue to listen, man. Appreciate it. This has been fun, Adam. Dude, and if you need anything in the future, don't hesitate to to reach out, man. No, I for sure will. I'm uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you and we'll, we'll stay in touch. Dude, I'd love that. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. Take care. See ya. All right, everybody, that's the show. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you shared it. Know a few friends who love outdoor adventures, the weekend warrior types who dream to escape the grind and might want to start their own thing to build an epic life on their terms. Let them know what we're doing here, because I'm really hoping to help. I'm on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else at Jonathan Ronzio. And until next time, stay stoked.